How woke is your holiday celebrations? This week we talk about diversity, inclusion, and even a little politics on the Veterinary Viewfinder. Happy Holidays! Welcome back to the Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And happy holidays, everybody, or Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Happy all the things. That's where it all gets a little more complicated. How do you address the multitude of celebrations during the period from Thanksgiving to New Year's Day? How do you deal with spouses who may be mouth off at a party, you even have a party. If you have a party, what do you call the party? But before we get into all of that, as always, I am one of your hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And Becky, today's podcast sort of stemmed from a conversation you and I were having earlier around, hey, what do you do to be woke in today's society when it comes to holiday celebrations? Like, How do you embrace the different cultures and creeds, the different needs of our staff, make it fun and inclusive for everybody without stepping on too many toes? And at what point do you just say it's just a thing and how do you navigate it? So, Becky, sort of kick off. You you had a couple of good stories to sort of, I think, set the stage for today's discussion. Yeah, I mean, it it kind of comes to me from our political discussion a few weeks ago that was just sort of like, what's the the best way to not offend anybody, but be inclusive and where are the lines, you know, and then and then here we are at the holidays kind of wondering the same thing. There's a meme I posted the other day that was sort of like, tell me happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa. Tell me whatever you want and I'll just be grateful you said something nice. Right. And and I think this is going around and I'm wondering if the pendulum is just like not swinging a little bit. Right. Like so for a long time, it was Merry Christmas and 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 not very inclusive. And then we started to think about being more inclusive. And so for a long time, I think there was a lot of folks standing up and saying, hey, be more inclusive. Now, I just kind of I think a lot of people are getting a little bit tired of just constantly being corrected on everything they say when the intention is still really good. So it's how do we bridge the gap between your intentions and people's feelings and what you're trying to convey, right? Right. And I'll tell you, uh, viewfinders, uh, if you follow me on social media, you probably know for 24 years, I've been hosting a holiday Christmas tree lighting and parade event down in my hometown of Calabash, North Carolina. And we've struggled with this exact issue, right? Because we used to call it the Christmas tree lighting, then it became the holiday lighting, and then it's back to Christmas. I mean, so there's <laughs> there's a definite power in language. So we understand that. But yet, from our perspective, as the people who established and put this thing on. We want it to be as inclusive as possible. And so we do tend to keep calling it the community holiday event, so forth. But Becky, you're right. At what point do we cross the line and become so vague and so indistinct that it becomes meaningless? I think the line comes and the times that we have to really, for me, pay attention is when I know better. So For example, if I know for a fact that you are Jewish and you celebrate Hanukkah, then I should not tell you Merry Christmas necessarily. I should try to make the effort to tell you Happy Hanukkah. Um, But I do think that there's a a part of us that needs to just be a little bit more open hearted to understanding what's behind the message. And the message isn't happy my holiday. It's happy celebrating this time of year. Right. So um, some of it is intent and some, some of it is reciprocation. 
But I think the line for me comes down when I know better. Um, so outside of my door, there is a little bit more um, generic use because I don't know everyone I come across. So I do tend to say happy holidays because um, I do want people to celebrate and enjoy whatever it is that they celebrate. I, um, on the other hand, in in the office, I think when we get into these personal spaces is where things at a comfort level can actually get more uncomfortable. Right. And Becky, you, you keep bringing up a really, really good point that bears repeating viewfinders. And that is the the fact that when someone gives you a holiday greeting, a celebratory saying, um, you shouldn't be offended. You should take it and embrace it in the spirit that hopefully it was delivered. And that is, hey, I wish you well. And I think that this is sort of where we've gotten back into that political discussion. If you haven't checked out that, that out, that podcast on politics and the practice, definitely it's worth a listen. But Becky, here's the thing. Like, let's say you don't know a person's religious faith and they have a strong religious faith and you say, Merry Christmas. Should they then just get all bent out of shape? Right. I mean, then this is where I think as a society, we have to seriously ask ourselves this question. Okay. How am I reacting and responding to everything that goes on around me? Am I looking at this person as offending me? Right. If it's if it's just really with a good intention. I, I guess for me, what I would if I if I celebrated Hanukkah, which I'm happy to do, I, I never have. Um, but maybe this year I will just to, to know more about it. Um, but I, I don't celebrate Hanukkah. But if I did, I if someone said to me, Merry Christmas, I would return to them. Happy Hanukkah. Right. Like I would give them my my holiday celebration, um, my greeting back. And and I don't know if that would to me just seems as like a soft prompt to remind them or it's just if if you say thank you and I say merci. Right. We both said thank you. We knew what each other meant and we returned it, it, it the best that we could. <laughs> right. I got it. Although I would kind of go back and challenge viewfinders. I mean, I would like to know, is it not better just to say thank you? So if they say happy Hanukkah and your Christian faith, just say thanks. Does it matter if it's better or just different though, right? right like, so right. maybe it's just a different answer to say thank you, but I actually want to wish them a, a happy season as well. So for me, it might just come out to wish them my season. I think personally too, like if I was checking out of the grocery store line right now and somebody said to me, happy Hanukkah, instead of happy holidays, I think I would, I would return to them. Merry Christmas. Um, or I would probably just say you too, because that's what I awkwardly right. say, even, right. you know, have a good flight. So, um, you're, you're right. I think the answer is just uh, one of gratitude either way. Okay. So, right. I love the grocery store example because this actually happened to me yesterday. So I'm checking out, I'm, I'm ready to go. And the, the person who is checking me out did say Merry Christmas. And of course, you know, I am not of the Jewish faith, so it didn't hit me wrong. But in that moment, I said, wait a second, you know, what if I celebrate a different religion, right? I mean, yeah. now where I live in rural coastal North Carolina, obviously they're playing the averages, folks. So it was a pretty safe uh, saying, I think. But but if I were in New York City, you know, at what point, viewfinders, do we as business interfacing with the public say, you know what, let's play it safe and just say happy holidays? Sure. And, and I've actually gotten into the habit now, um, even... So, for example, after Thanksgiving, I before and after said, have a happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate. So it started to make me wonder, you know, what would the harm be of saying, what holiday are you celebrating this season? Um, we have plenty of time as we're checking out with the millions of things we're buying this time of year anyway. Right. Um, so what if we started asking each other, what holiday do you celebrate um, and learning more about each other? Right. And this is where, honestly, 
generic sayings like happy holidays actually work really well because what we're saying is you have a happy holy day celebration of whatever yeah. it is you choose. And let's keep it simple, which is why I would encourage viewfinders to sort of default to something like happy holidays, you know, if you're going to interface with the public. Sure. But then if we want to continue to challenge, what about our Jehovah's Witnesses friends, right? One of my <laughs> husband's closest friend is a Jehovah's Witness. It's against his religion to celebrate holidays. I, I can't wrap my head around that. It makes me, I'm like, but, but, but it's, but your birthday and Christmas, they don't have holidays. So are we being offensive by simply wishing a happy holiday? So viewfinders, I really want to hear your thoughts on this. Here's really what Becky and I are now starting to ask you is, do we weigh the number of people that we would potentially offend and that dictates what we would say, right? Because yeah. here we are, Becky just admitted, hey, happy holidays really gets most people except for there's this one thing and they don't celebrate any holidays. Right. Is that how we say it? You know, right? Is that the calculus? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it's really that it's a tough one. Um, and I think the thing about it is, is when in Rome, right? And, and one of the most beautiful things about America is we we are should be a melting pot, which means um, can we find ways to make all of our colors? Um, I actually should say we're not a melting pot, right? Because our colors don't blend together. We are that rainbow that that puts these colors together. And so I have never met a Jehovah's Witness who was offended when I said happy holidays. If I did, they they were not rude enough to tell me they were offended. So Good I think point. you're right. We go with what feels right. So I think outside in the in the world, it's a hard thing to control. But then we look inside our clinic doors and then maybe we have a little bit more responsibility. And, and again, you know, I know uh, a couple of years ago we talked about uh, a situation that had been brought to my attention about a veterinarian in a community who had put a nativity scene out in front of their clinic. It caused a bit of, a, of an uproar in their community. His clinic was located in a predominantly Jewish neighborhood. Uh, Becky, you might remember that story that we brought up a couple of years ago. It's well, again, worth listening to. So viewfinders, I'd like to hear, you know, your sensitivity to your local environment. So like in that situation where this person who owned this business had a particular religious belief, and yet his community around him was slightly different, he chose to go ahead and say, you know what, here's what I'm all about. I wonder, though, like, I guess that's part of what I think is maybe swinging a little bit, hopefully, and softening is like for a long time, people were like walking around constantly offended. Um, I feel like now we're a little less offended and a little more triggered. And now we're all focusing on being triggered instead of offended. And so now offense has lightened up a little bit. Um, however, we're all we're all triggered by one thing or another. Right, so but that's that's where I question. I don't I don't know that we have. In fact, I, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, would argue I, the opposite because I think with the political polarization that we're seeing globally, that people are starting to now retreat into their little tribes and camps of thought. That's my biggest fear here. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's it's an absolute possibility. I feel like with what I'm seeing is more people saying like less marching around saying you have to tell me the right thing and more opportunity to be grateful for whatever is is presented. And, and that's how I want it to be. Like what you just said, that is the ideal state that right. even if somebody puts a nativity scene in their front yard, you you just sort of go, hey, you know what? They're they're not like breaking into my house or telling yes. me I can't practice my religion. You so know, that's I guess what I want to understand a little better is was it offensive? So I I guess like if your um if your religion perhaps sacrifices animals 
and I had to watch that, I would find that offensive. Right. And so I don't want to see that. I don't want to dishonor your religion or your beliefs. If, if like, that's what you do, I, I, I really truly don't want to step on that, but I don't want to be subject to it. I guess what bothers me and what fr- frustrates me a little bit is getting offended by something that is not offensive. So if a veterinarian on his own property puts a nativity scene out, does that speak again? against the Jewish culture? Does that offend the Jewish culture? Does that say I'm I'm insulting you personally or attacking you personally? And I don't I don't see that. So maybe if there is a way that I don't understand that a nativity scene could, I would want to know better. But I guess that's my frustration in these cases. What I want to say is that as it's like that thing of like as long as it doesn't as long as what they're doing is not insulting or hurting or harming it's just celebrating in their space i think we have to try to make some room for that right yeah viewfinders i love this conversation i do want to pivot to something else that i think is also going to be on your mind the next couple of weeks but i don't have an answer for this becky i'd love to hear the viewfinder family (laughs) sort of perspectives on this where do you draw the lines when do you get offended what do you actually say to your clients as they're entering or exiting your clinics this time of year? You know, and, and maybe even one step further, why? Why did you arrive at saying whatever it is that you are comfortable saying? Yeah, and it's, it's for sure something that I think we really, it's one of those things when you can socially source, it helps. Um, this is an opportunity to hear from other people why they may be offended. Why, because again, you only know what you know. And so it is a great opportunity to have a conversation but I think it is an important one to put boundaries around um, and to create those conversations and expectations, at least within the clinic and at least within your workspaces so that you can maybe get in front of these things. Because we don't need unnecessarily or, or um, you know, unnecessarily frivolous things going on in the back within our employees. But also, I feel like it's sort of important to take a, a cultural stand within your clinic and say, this is where we operate. So, um we wish everyone a happy holidays. However, within our clinic, we celebrate Merry Christmas. That's what we'll say to you. Please don't take any offense and know we mean it X, Y, and Z. So I see some of that happening too, where people are saying, look, you do you, but we do us and this is what we do. So I'm excited to hear about, um, you know, our clinics being more inclusive or are they maybe putting up a stand and saying, this is our holiday and we celebrate. Yep. So I can't wait to hear this conversation online. Well, let's pivot, Becky, though, back into the holiday or whatever we're going to call this now, celebrations that we might have with our staff. And over the years, we definitely have talked about holiday parties. Do you serve alcohol? Do you not? Do you give gifts? If so, do you give the boss a gift? Does the boss give you a gift? What about bonuses? And again, if you're not up to date on all of our you know, library of amazing content, check out some of those holiday podcasts from the past few years. But this year, I want to talk about something that I think hasn't been talked about enough, and and yet it can cause a lot of problems. Now, we've been talking a lot lately about politics in the practice, how you talk about this with your staff, with your clients, with each other. But we also now are going to be bringing into our clinic family people that aren't part of that immediate culture. What I'm talking about, Becky, are those significant others that accompany you to the holiday party, okay? Now, in my own personal experience over the years, we've certainly, you know, kind of nervously <laughs> awaited the, the arrival of certain spouses and significant others because these people were known to have strong opinions. They were very uh, vocal and expressing those opinions, and we knew that it was a potential problem. So, Becky kind of join me in this conversation of how do you handle the significant others and how do we sort of keep them in line with what our clinic culture is surrounding politics and religion and and all these other 
woke topics. I'm like, I can't even keep my spouse in line. <laughs> I don't know how to keep your spouse in line. I can't help you. I don't, you know, it's hard. Honestly, I'd say don't invite them. And I know that that sounds like really super terrible, <laughs> terrible and it's hard. But I personally think um, if you are going to have a holiday party for your clinic, I, it is fun to have spouses come and to be and to be able to bring that opportunity. Um, but at the same time, I kind of like to just say, let's not. Um, and part of that is is the reason that it for a lot of reasons. Right. Because there are are as much as we're trying to be woke and inclusive here, there are people who are not comfortable um, with the disclosing their relationships or who they're in a relationship with. It brings undue pressure on. It brings, you know, public display of affection issues. Holy moly. I just, this, it just makes things honestly a lot more personal than I like things to be in the clinic setting, although it's almost completely unavoidable. So um, for the hard nose, Becky says, just don't invite them. Take, take the whole problem away. Becky, who wants to be all inclusive and tell, you know, listens to the staff whine that their spouses want to come for me. And this is going to come from the dog training side of me is like I keep everybody busy. If we can keep everyone engaged in something, uh, a very, I hate to say this, structured and moving holiday party and little low, little time for chit chat and politics and very, <laughs> very, if not no alcohol, because that is right, what will right, perpetuate right. this. And if you know me, you know, I am a, I. I would never speak poorly of alcohol, but this is a time we don't want to um, get everybody together and get that loose tongue (laughs) working. Right. And that's why, you know, I expressed that, share with you our sort of strategies around alcohol, limiting that, uh, if not at all, you know, eliminating it, because I think that is the lubricant that can really uh, grease the, the vocal cords of somebody that might offend your staff. (laughs) I mean, and even within your staff, right? And then you have to deal with it later. And there's just so, you know, there's so much. um, I think I was watching um, the holiday version of Bad Bosses. If you've seen that, you, you know, that's what I'm envisioning for for some of these clinics out there. But um, I do think that for me, um, if you can keep folks busy, if you can keep things clean and adult and, um, you know, um, lim- like you said, limit the alcohol, limit the opportunity for these uh, um, things to set up. I have to say personally, too, from a professional standpoint, I'm, I'm not against like a, a Saturday afternoon holiday um, luncheon. Keep it short. Keep it sweet. Celebrate with your staff. You know, give them the um, thanks and enjoy sharing that you want to. But to not turn this into a big, huge engagement, because, again, we're really blending the lines of personal and professional. And, and you you still have to show up at work on Monday and deal with these folks. Yeah, it's a really good point. So viewfinders, I'd love to hear your strategies for a successful holiday gathering of your team. How do you deal with spouses and significant others that might you know run afoul of this? Uh, Becky, it's interesting that you mentioned that about the giving everybody a, a role keeping the thing moving quickly, you know, we sort of stumbled into that exact strategy on our own. Number one, um, and and for my old employees that are listening to the podcast, you're going to totally 100% resonate with what I'm about to say. But we always had an agenda. So we had like, you know, hey, here's what's going to happen tonight. You know, here are the five things that we're going to do tonight, you know. Um, And one of the key points uh, and focal points of of our parties used to be this caroling. Now, I had all of these carols that I had sort of adapted and adopted that basically took like jingle bells and turned it into, you know, a a parody on pets, right? So we did deck the halls and all that kind of stuff. Now, every year we would do this. And and then we had like a 12 days of Christmas where I would assign each employee and, and their spouse or whomever, you know, like one little part. Now, it became the dreaded Dr. Ward caroling, right? It sounds like it to me. I'm thinking that myself. <laughs> but here was what it did 
was I took the focus off of everybody else and took that toward me so that honestly, what people were talking about instead of the latest politics and whatever, they were going, can you believe this guy? He's making us sing carols again. Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. And, and honestly, in a way, Laura and I were saying, how can we keep this moving in a positive direction? Now, I will say this, and to my old uh, ex-staff members that are listening, you can probably vouch for me. It was a lot of fun. And in fact, I still have people come up to me years later that have moved on around the world. And they're like, you know, I still remember that caroling at the parties. So viewfinders, what little tricks and tips do you have to kind of keep the party moving, to assigning roles, to making sure that the, the conversation stays focused on work and pets and the things we love and doesn't stray into the political weeds or the controversies. I want to hear from you. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think you're absolutely right. Sometimes the, the things we dread the most um, end up being the most fun. We laugh and have a good time. Although I was thinking when you explained it, that sounds horrible and I would I would not want to take part in that. But OK. But, you know, you're you know, it's it's a lot of fun to think of the different ways that you could keep your staff moving. And I, I want to say this. I have been to so many boring holiday parties in my life that I thought those two hours of my life. I'll never get back. But I was required to go because I work here and I'll look like a jerk if I don't. So to be honest, um, yeah, just throwing some food and drink at your staff and expecting them to want to spend actual more time together is maybe not the best way to go about a holiday party. So if you are, if that is your strategy is just like, well, here, guys, um, you know, maybe consider something like this game. I love I'm sorry, but I personally I'm a I'm a gingerbread house dork i'm all about like a gin and i'm real competitive right so like i'm gonna have a gingerbread house building right. competition or something like that B- costume contest ugly sweater contest right but i'm all about um basically making it fun making people like you know be interactive and engaged just like that but probably without the singing yeah yeah and again i i think if i were you and i'm planning my holiday party right now follow what we're saying, at least have an agenda so that people know step one, step two, step three, step four, they know what to expect. And it's not just this sort of milling around that gets really boring. Like, why are we even here? Right. And then if they don't have something to do, Becky, that's going to lead them to perhaps drink excessively. Now, <laughs> Becky, one thing you, you mentioned, and I really want to get our viewfinders opinion on this is the pressure that you may feel. So Becky said, you know, I know I have to go to the Christmas party. If I don't, I'll be viewed as a jerk viewfinders and Becky, is there this intense pressure that you must, you're required, you better be there or you're the jerk? What do you think about that? Yeah, exactly. And then it, and this is, I'm really glad you brought that up because Um, you know, I, I post and I live by memes. Okay. You know, I do gifts, memes. It's how I communicate. I love it. They're beautiful. They say it way better than I could. Um, but the thing about it is, is like, you don't have to continue holiday traditions that make you broke, that make you stressed, that make you tired, that steal your joy. You do not have to do that. And so if going to the holiday party takes away from time with your children, if it feels like a chore, don't just don't we have to put up boundaries for self-care and the holidays for whatever reason have become financially emotionally time constraining and mentally exhausting and it is the exact opposite of what it should be and so um you know for me it just feels like if it doesn't feel good you gotta stop yeah you know becky i love that you just sparked a, a memory so a few years ago at at a lecture around this time of year a veterinarian came up to me and she was like, 
oh my gosh, you know, next weekend is our annual uh, party, our Christmas party for our office. I hate it. Everybody hates it. Do you have any ideas on how we can spice it up? And you're right. Right there was her answer. If everybody hates it, in fact, what I did tell her was, well, first of all, you should go back and ask your team, like, do you guys want to have a Christmas party this year? <laughs> you know, yeah. Because you didn't they, bring up the caroling thing, did you? No, no, I did not bring up the caroling. <laughs> well, maybe I did because I do like that. I'm a singing kind of guy. But anyway, you know, ask them because you may actually find, especially if you can solicit anonymously, that they may say, look, you know, it's really a drag and I don't want to do it. And you're right. It's people. stealing joy from me. Yeah. I work with these people, right? Like I spend all day with them. I don't necessarily want to come celebrate the holidays or at least the way we're currently doing it. So I I think you're right. Pull them. Do you want to have one? And if you did, what would you want to do? Do you want to just come stand around the the hospital or my clinic or go eat Mexican food? I mean, like, what do you what is it you want to do? I will say this. The biggest challenge for most of us viewfinders when we're trying to to do this is finding a time and date that works, because now it's like, well, Tuesday nights, I always have swim team with my daughters or you know, or whatever, right? So now you're playing this advanced geometry of putting people's schedules together and, and then you have to find a restaurant. And if you didn't book it two months in advance, you don't get the right restaurant. And oh boy, it becomes a big hassle and a time suck. Sure. And God forbid you're a 24-hour clinic, right? So the local right. emergency hospital pulls an entire relief staff in for their emergency and, and at least hopefully some of the overnight to make it so that all of their staff are even eligible to attend. So when you're talking about these bigger 24-hour specialty facilities, someone is always working who will not be included. Um, For them, I recommend a 24-hour party. (laughs) I love it. So viewfinders, I mean, already we've outlined two big challenges, tough topics. Number one, what do we say? What do we call? How do we frame? What's the messaging around this holiday season? How do we keep it neutral and not offend someone religiously, you know, something like that. The second thing is, okay, well, if we can somehow manage that miasma, then how do we even celebrate it with our team? Should we celebrate it with our team? What do we call it if we celebrate with our team? Is it a bore? Is it a problem? What about their spouses or significant others? When do we do it? Does it cause, right? This is a tough, tough topic that I think what has happened, and Becky, you articulated it so brilliantly. It's just these are traditions, and sometimes these traditions just aren't healthy, they're not helpful, and they're actually causing more stress and strain during an already stressful period than it brings back. You know, So really, viewfinders, what's the benefit? And I don't have an answer for you guys. We always had these Christmas holiday parties. Uh, I was a big fan, again, of caroling, but you know, what do you guys do? If anybody has any footage of Dr. Ernie caroling um, and got a little bit of ch- pocket change, I'm willing to uh, hand over. I want to I kind of want to see this. And I think our social media fans do, too. So um, but sh- we want to see your holiday parties. We want to hear how you celebrate. Um, how do you get to the bottom of all of this? We want to wish you a happy holiday, truly, whatever it is you celebrate. So um, don't hesitate to drop us a line. You can actually email us if you have suggestions or want to send us a holiday wish at veterinaryviewfinder at gmail.com. You can also find us on all the social media platforms, Facebook at Veterinary Viewfinder, Twitter and Instagram at Vet Viewfinder, and you can listen to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. Yeah, and let us know what you'd like for us to be covering during the next year. We're super excited about 2020. We're going to bring some new elements in. In fact, if you're interested, Viewfinders, we could start taking some telephone calls. Oh, if you're interested in that type of element to our show, let us know. If you have something that you would like to add to our show, a comment, a 
commentary. Let us know. We really want to hear from you because this is about community. Becky will say this over and over to you. What we're trying to do is just be a part of this big conversation to create a culture around veterinary medicine that's positive and beneficial to all of us. So on behalf of all of us here, we want to wish you and yours a happy holiday seasons. We will continue to put out podcasts throughout the holidays. So don't think we're taking a break right now, but we just want to make sure that you take a little bit of time for yourself and reflect on what wonderful blessings. Can we say that, Becky? What wonderful blessings you've had throughout the year. I think we can absolutely say that because it's how we feel. We mean no offense. And I want to hear you wish us a happy whatever you celebrate. And you know what? If you don't, let's just like grab a movie. I'm down. (laughs) Until next time. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye. Really good.